This is Hip Hop Raise Me the Blog.com, where we celebrate 48 years of the younger genre of music. I'm talking about hip hop, y'all. Where it's about the knowledge, the culture, and the lifestyle. My name is CEO Dream. Welcome to Hip Hop Raise Me. Oh, thank you. Top of the PM. My name is CEO Dream, and this is Hip Hop Raise Me the Blog.com, the podcast where it's about the knowledge, the culture, and the lifestyle. Where we celebrate 48 years of the younger genre music. I'd like to welcome y'all to a new episode right here on the Spotify and Anchor app. You know, um, also on Google, on Overcast, on Republic. Uh, uh, um, Apple, all them good stuff. Man. We're, we're on all of those, so you can check us out. Hope you're subscribing. Hope you like what's going on. We're bringing way more content to the to the channel, and we just want y'all to enjoy. Right now, we're gonna get into a lot of news that's going on in the hip hop world. A lot of birthdays, such as things of that sort. So, thank you. You know, hope you're tuning in. And if you have tuned in for the first time, all I need you to do is do me one favor. Just hit the like button, subscribe, give me a rating or two. Let me know what you think. This is Hip Hop Raise Me the Blog.com on the Spotify and Anchor app. Shout out Hip Hop Raise Me the Blog. You already know. Big birthday salute. Lil John, B. Dot Miller, Ray J, Sugar Free, Brother J from X Clan, and Happy Heavenly Birthday to Muhammad Ali. From us at Hip Hop Raise Me the Blog.com. It was on this date, January 17, 1995, The Roots released their sophomore studio album, Do You Want More? Do You Want More is the second studio album by American hip-hop band, The Roots. Released January 17, 1995 on DGC Records. The band's major label de- debut, it was released two years after their independent debut, Organics, 1993. Do You Want More has its been considered by critics as a classic of hip-hop jazz. In 1998, the album was selected as one of The Source's 100 Best Rap Albums. On November 2nd, 2015, 20 years after its, its release, the album was certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America for shipments of 500,000 units in the United States. The master tapes for the album, including some released tracks, were destroyed in 2008, Universal Studios Fire. And that was, it was on this date, with Hip Hop Raised Me to Blog.com.
Man who posed as food delivery worker in the East Village wanted in a deadly shooting. In the East Village in Manhattan, police say a man posed as food delivery worker to enter a building in East Village where he shot and killed a man. Devon Venable, 30, was killed inside his family's apartment at the Lillian Wald houses on Friday night. The police sources say the gunman knocked on the door, which was answered by the victim's father. The suspect asked if someone had called for an Uber before pulling out a gun and firing. Police are still searching for the suspect who fled on a bike. NYP roll out neighborhood safety teams to replace the anti-crime unit. The NYPD will soon roll out a new hybrid plainclothes police squad to combat gun violence in the Big Apple. And what appears to be a revamped version of the disbanded anti-crime unit, the Post has learned. The new units dubbed neighborhood safety teams will replace the uniformed public safety teams in the top 30 commands where shooting surged last year. According to the memo sent out Friday by Chief of Dep Department Ken Corey, neighborhood safety teams will be responsible for addressing violent street crimes, specifically targeting perpetrators who carry and use illegal firearms. According to the memo obtained by the Post, they will perform duty attired in a hybrid plain clothes uniform and their name, rank, and shield number will appear on their outermost garment at all times so that the public and all other officers can identify them as members of the service. The move appears to fulfill a campaign, campaign promised by Eric Adams to reinstitute the controversial anti-crime unit which was disbanded by former police commissioner Dermot Shea last year. When Shea disbanded the squad, he said it was in the realm of closing on the one of the last chapters on Stop, Question, and Frisk. Police Commissioner Keechan C. Sewell previously told the Post that she believed plainclothes units work but you had to staff the squads with well-trained officers who know what their objectives are. The department asked police brass in the, in the memo for a list of qualified candidates in their commands by next Friday, and that will send to special training similar to undercover narcotics vice and anti-auto crime training. It was unclear how long the specialized training would be or when the units would hit the streets. All candidates for the unit must have at least two two point five years, two and a half years on the job and be vetted by their commanding officers, and which would 
a review of performance, evaluations, disciplinary history, use of force incidents, civilian complaints, community recognition, body-worn camera footage, stop report compliance, sick record, etc. Must be considered Corby, White, Corby rights. The anti-gun cops will wear body-worn cameras while on patrol and their vehicles will have dashboard cameras, according to the memo. Each unit, which will be supervised by a lieutenant, will have a ratio of one sergeant for every five cops or detectives, the memo says. Corey writes, the ratio will balance the need to provide public safety with concerns about proactive policing by precinct-based plainclothes teams. Some police officers were skeptical of the unit being much different from its prior iteration, which was criticized for its aggressive police tactics that led to a disproportionate number of civilian complaints and police shootings. The new paint job and smart lightning one source equipped. Other sources have lamented since the dismantling of the plainclothes gun squad that it was necessary unit on the streets where shootings have not slowed since the early weeks of the pandemic. Neither the NYPD nor City Hall were immediately responding for comment. And that's hiphopraisemetheblog.com. Fifty Cent, Little Dirk, and Jeremiah team up for Power Book Four Force. Now, Power Book Four Force creator and media mogul Fifty Cent has enlisted the talents of Little Dirk and Jeremiah for the new single Power Powder Respect. The single, I'm sorry, the video directed by Eve Rivera is another opportunity for Fifty to get more eyes onto his hit show. Power Book 4 Force. According to ratings, 50 currently has the top three shows being viewed in black homes. The sure to be a hit song has a nostalgic feel. As it is recorded within the 1970s, the video is filmed in a bar and Jeremiah enhances the vibe as the camera's pans to 50 seated among beautiful women as he sports a fisherman cap and spit bars. The great thing about Power Powder Respect video is that 50 adopts a contemporary, contemporary flow with a compromising his delivery. Dirk, the lead in the video, absolutely owns the screen. Little Dirk was one of the most sought after feature players in 2021, and he continues this run in 2022. The artist recaptures the essence of his lyrical styling with runs like older niggas look up to me, you could tell I got rank. Federal time just to survive, they'll pass you a shame. I ain't vote tell them free Larry and try to pardon his case. When you black and rich, they they slick and they try to target your race. Mm. 
I ain't think he had it in him. Even though he's a dope artist, but them bars is kind of captivating, man. Well, shout out to them guys, man. I hope you watching. Because power is definitely, definitely, definitely popping right now, man. Shout out to motherfucking power. Shout out to 50 Cent, Little Dirk, and Jeremiah. You know? What it do, what it do? Y'all already know we out here. Hip hop raising the blog. You know what I'm talking about? The best footage you ever gonna get. You know what I'm talking about? Look what's going on. Look what's going on. Look, look at this shit. Look, it's self-explanatory. I ain't gotta say nothing. Got it direct, Yo. Cash Dog claps back at fan over sex toy advertisement. You know, Cash Dog last year has found her scene much success and joy as the rapper played reoccurring role in 50 Cent's BMF series. Along with that, Cash Doll and Tracy T revealed the arrival of their baby boy. Despite the arrival of her new bundle of joy, Cash Doll hasn't stopped getting to the bag. One fan recently called out the rapper for one of her money moves, which prompted Cash Doll to respond. The fan took to Twitter to call out Cash Doll because they kept seeing sex toy advertisements featuring the BMF star. The fan said at Cash Doll, if you put another sex toy ad on my feed, on God, I'm muting you. Cash Doll clapped back by saying, mute me, sis. They paid me $15,000. Take a look. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> SNL gives Family Matters the gritty reboot treatment with the not-so-goofy Urkel. This is definitely a must-see, you know. From the people that brought you sexy Archie, girl boss Cruella, and aggressively grim Perry Mason, it's time to meet the latest and absolutely, absolutely necessary remaining of a beloved character. One of the hills of the recently released trailer for Peacock's series, Bel Air, the upcoming dramatic take on the 90s sitcom, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Saturday Night Live gave Family Matters the gritty reboot treatment during the Ariana DeBose hosted episode over the weekend. Billed as the, 19, as the next 1990s show with the black experience to be given a serious high-stakes remake. The new version, which simply goes by the title Urkel, cast the bespectacled nerd we all remember in a decidedly darker light. This time around, Steve Urkel, played by Chris Redd, reaches for his gun just as often as his high school books. Explaining in an overly severe voiceover that he's just trying to survive on the streets of Chirac. As the camera passes over a bullet-ridden mailbox bearing his name. 
Grady Urkel's life is predictably far from rosy as his alcoholic mother played by DeBose cuts down his confidence at home. I raised the damn nerd and his crush Laura Ego Uwindham brushes off his advances for another suitor. That's when he snaps and beats her boyfriend to a bloody pulp. Putting a whole new spin on his catchphrase, Red Urkels exclaimed, Did I do that? Which holding the man at gunpoint. What if I shot you in the face? Should I do that? Keenan Thompson playing Carl Winslow thankfully intervenes, but he is not exactly the family matters patriarch you might remember. Sure, he's still a Chicago police officer, but he's also breaking a suspect's arm and half during a particularly intense interrogation. He, he'll always have a soft spot for Urkel. However, given the wayward nerd some tough love in a heartwarming speech at the end of the sketch, this weekend's SNL episode was the first to air after a winter hiatus, which with bleachers stepping in in a musical guest after rapper Roddy Rich was forced to pull out of the show due to COVID-19 exposure. The late night sketch series filmed its last episode of 2021 with the limited cast crew due to a recent spread of the Omicron variant of the coronavirus. The heavily pre-recorded episode proceeded with the musical guest as Charlie XCX, who was set to perform, had to cancel her set altogether. And this is HipHopRaiseMeTheBlog.com. Prisoners jam out to Playboy Cardi's music video in a leaked video from out of prison. Now, Playboy Cardi's 2020 Christmas album, Whole Lot of Red, was a huge hit with the audiences and created a lot of buzz. It's been over a year and fans still can't get, over, get enough of it. The album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart with 100,000 units sold. In December 2021, the album got its RIAA Gold Certification with 500 units sales, 500,000 sales, and it's expected to cross the platinum finish line. At the end of the year, Rolling Stone named Whole Lot of Red as their number one hip-hop album of the year in the list of 20 best hip-hop albums. His innovative style of music created an electrifying moment for the genre with Double Law. The achievement only proved how much the project is appreciated in the rap community. Yesterday, a video surfaced online in which prisoners from an unknown United States prison can be seen listening to Stop Breathing, the album's third song. The person who recorded the video sang along the thrilling lyrics on the way to Front Street, who say we ain't outside. Yeah, smoking on henchmen. What? Got a nigga fried. Now it's evident by the video how much the fans love the rapper. 
that even with limited access to streaming platforms and devices in prison, they still find a way to tune into Cardi's music. You can check it out. Pretty sure you're going to see your videos all over. Shout out to Playboy Cardi. Shout out to CEO Dream. Hip hop raised me the All right. Salute. Woo. All right. Big Daddy Kane issues an apology after mistakenly trying to kick an ACL interpreter off stage. Big Daddy Kane has issued a statement after he pushed an American Sign Language interpreter off the stage during a performance on Friday evening, January 14th. The 53-year-old rapper took to his Instagram account to Saturday to issue an apology over, over the misunderstanding. After receiving backlash over the action, Big Daddy King posted a video addressing the matter, while the rapper shared a viral video of him kicking off the interpreter who is identified as Billy Sanders. He noted that most people didn't watch the clip of him apologizing to the interpreter. After learning of the situation, my bad, the rapper could be heard telling the interpreter. He then addressed the audience. I want everybody to enjoy. Further explaining the situation, Big Daddy Kane said, Y'all, I've done crazy stuff in my time, in my lifetime, but I would never try to disrespect an interpreter who is doing a sign language for the deaf community on stage. He went on to claim that he and his manager were clueless as no one told them that there was going to be an interpreter. So when I came on stage and saw someone just mouth the lyrics, you know, I was just trying to get him off the stage, but no one showed the clip of me apologizing to the brother and allowing him to stay on stage and finish the show. No one showed the clip of me apologizing to the crowd because as I said in the clip, I want everyone to enjoy. And that means even those who can't hear it, the I get the job done MC further noted that he was given the opportunity to talk with the deaf community along, alone to explain the situation. Concluding his clip, the rhymer said, anyway, though, much respect to the deaf community. I would never disrespect y'all. And once again, much love to the interpreter. Again, I apologize, my brother. Despite his apology, some people still came at the rapper. Anyone can film a section of a narrative for their personal gain. I'm giving you the facts, though. He will reply to one comment from a critic. Some others, meanwhile, defended the artist. In these times, I don't blame him. He shouldn't be informed. He should have been informed that someone else was going to be on stage with him. It was the Brooklyn thing to do. He sincerely apologized. I really dislike what social media has done to the collective someone wrote. Another person called his video the best apology I've ever seen from a star. You know, whether or not he was told of the interpreter, you know, it's definitely good that he did apologize, you know, in in the wake of, you know, the backlash, you know, because um, it's definitely crazy out here, especially with this um, virus running around, you know, 
no, I'm pretty sure none of, none of us wants to catch it. So you got to do whatever you got to do to protect yourself. So shout out to Big Daddy King and also the ASL interpreter that had to endure the situation. You know what I'm saying? This is HipHopRaiseMeTheBlog.com right here on Spotify Anchor. And this concludes our episode of interviews with CEO Dream and Jay Hustle. You know, shout out to Jay Hustle. Um, we, we just want to give you so much content, man. You know, artists, if you're tuning in, send your music to hiphopraisemeblog at gmail.com. We're going to be doing live music reviews. And we don't want you to you know miss out on this great opportunity. Hit us up for details because we got a lot of things coming them out in the near future. Well, this is Hip Hop Raise Me the Blog where we celebrate 48 years of the younger genre music, man. Shout out to you, man. Hip Hop Raise Me. This is Hip Hop Raise Me the Blog.com where we celebrate 48 years of the younger genre music. I'm talking about hip hop, y'all. Where it's about the knowledge, the culture, and the lifestyle. My name is CEO Dream. Welcome to Hip Hop Raising.